Welcome to All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's first ever podcast discussing books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. And we are really happy to be here today because today is kind of special. It is. It's, you know, something happening today. <laughs> so what is, I just can't put my finger on it. Oh, you know what? It's Christmas. Yay. Yay. Christmas. Happy Christmas, Jacob. Happy Christmas, Michelle. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a happy new year. <laughs> and obviously the classic Christmas scene from Home Alone. I got, I got worried there for a second. I was like, what is all this? <laughs> and then it brought you, it brought you right back. Yeah, so, um, wow, not only is it Christmas, but our last episode of 2017. It's, uh, it's a sad day, really. It's, I feel like I can almost remember our first episode, you know, just it's us starting out. So long ago, you know. So long for You look back on this long year <laughs> yeah. of ours doing all booked up. And yeah. It's just, you know, I can't believe how fast time flies. So in the last episode, we talked about some of our favorite Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you came down to the library and grabbed them. And you are watching all of them today. So because it is our last episode for the year, we wanted to do our top lists. Yeah, top movies of the year, top yeah. books, sure. TV, all that good stuff. All of it. All of it. So you want to just jump right in? Sure. Um, I think let's start with the movie section. So I am going to go a little off the beaten path here with my first pick. I'm going to go with The Last Jedi as one of my top five movies of the year. Okay. Hashtag no spoilers because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, don't worry. I'm not going to spoil anything. So. Okay. Um, but needless to say, it is a fabulous entry into the Star Wars canon. They uh, they change around some of the mythology a little bit in good ways, and there's more than one surprise in store for this one. So Let me ask you real quick about your list. Are you going from your most favorite down, or like are I'm, you leading up to your favorite of the year? You know, I'm actually just kind of jumping around and throwing them in there, but I can leave, I haven't gotten to no, the I best like one. No, I like it. Yeah. I like I like your random. These are not random. an official ranking of the movies, folks, Not an so. official ranking, not yeah. an official ranking. That's All right, important. so number two, okay. I'm going to go with Logan Lucky, the new Steven Soderbergh movie that came out this I year. I really liked that movie. It got no promotion. Nobody knows about it, but it is so good. Yes. Little, southern heist movie so i would say that's on like my top 12 yeah it's one so of those far depending on what i've seen yeah depending we're not gonna not gonna spoil your list or anything so we'll go to the next one here um next i have baby driver the new edgar wright movie i don't mm-hmm. know if you saw that one i did it's okay not a fan i mean it was fine it wouldn't it wasn't on my top nah. anything list. it's not like one of those ones that's gonna win oscars for or uh, like acting or anything like that but it was definitely an enjoyable romp Definitely something. I think it was nominated for some Golden Globes, but I wonder if the Kevin wow. Spacey being in it again is going to affect it. You know, honestly, not getting nominated for a Golden Globe sometimes it's uh it's not all it's used to be cracked up to be. Get Out is up for best comedy this year at the Golden Globe. So yeah, go, not a comedy. Go figure. Yeah, <laughs> but not a, a comedy. great movie. <laughs> um, next, I am going to go with Alien Covenant. Believe it or not. Oh, yes. Oh, no, really? Because you know what? Here's the thing about Alien Covenant. I was not a fan of what they're doing with the actual aliens in that series, but I am fascinated by what you can tell Ridley Scott really wants to do, which is the story of David and uh, life creation. I was really disappointed with it. I love the alien movies, and I loved Prometheus, which I think a lot of people did not love. That was not a popular film. 
But oh. I didn't like Covenant. I was just like, you know what it was? It was when they started doing the alien stuff. They were pushing it in there, and I'm like, you guys just stick with the God stuff that you're trying to go with here. I think it would have been a better movie, but... My I nephew is also a huge fan of the of the Alien franchise, and he did not like it. So if you don't have a 12-year-old boy's stamp of approval, I think you did something that, wrong. That 12-year-old boy, he was <laughs> coming... Mean, if he's coming in with an alien perspective, <laughs> I warn you people, it is not a great alien movie. But if you look past what their director obviously wanted to do just because marketing purposes wasn't mm-hmm. able to, it's a good uh, good flick. Um, lastly, I am going to go with what I think is probably the best movie that I saw this year, Blade Runner 2049 with Ryan Gosling. Okay. Definitely, as you can see, I'm bending towards the genre sci-fi mm-hmm. bent a little bit on my picks. but And again, I liked all of these movies and i liked blade runner but again just i wanted it to be in my top favorite films but it it just didn't work out that way it didn't move me the way that i wanted it to i don't know what it was there's like nothing not a lot of hard dramas or anything that i saw this year that entirely grabbed me we should point out these are all movies that we've seen this year we're not obviously going with ones we haven't seen because yeah which is important because i mean Jedi might be on mine. I'm really excited um, to see The Shape of Water, which I'm going to see this week. I want to see that too. I mean, The Florida Project. There's so many films that came out that just don't come to our area until later. So, yes, this is a very much, this is what we have been able to see. Yes, but definitely go check out all five of those. Um, Get your little bit of lighter fare there, but they're all worth your time, and you can pick up pretty much all of them up at your local library. So, Michelle, what are your uh, top five? Okay, so I have a top five. I'm going to start, though, with my honorable mention, which couldn't make my top five, which is The Big Sick. Oh, okay. Okay, so that was based on the the courtship between, oh, I'm not going to say his name right, Kumal Nanjani, I think. He's a comedian. Yeah. Guy from Silicon Valley. Yes, and it was about his girlfriend that he met at the time who is now his wife and she was a graduate student and he was doing stand-up and they met and they kind of thought it was going to be like a one-night stand but it it really blossomed into a real relationship that was challenged by his Pakistani parents who wanted a, a traditional Pakistani woman for him and then she got this like mysterious illness and ended up in a coma and that's how he met her family but the movie has a really big heart, and I feel like it was just a joy to watch. Yeah, don't don't take it as sounds like a lot heavier than it is. It is a romantic no, yeah, comedy. It's, so. it's, it's very funny. It's very funny. So now into my real top five. Obviously, I think everyone knew this was coming. The Disaster Artist was oh, it's right. so you just, wonderful. You check that out. Oh, Jacob, I loved it so much. It made me so happy. Franco did an amazing job as Tommy Wiseau. I mean, it was just really, really fun. The audience had a really good time with it. Well, we kicked off this show with The Room and the Disaster Artist. Of course. So it is happy to know that like we did not start off on the wrong foot. Then. And that it wasn't it wasn't disappointing. Not disappointing like that I just spilled my tea all over my pants. What, what, are, you, what are you doing today? This is this is Christmas, Michelle. You're not supposed to be throwing tea all about. I ruined Christmas. Okay, so then moving on to number Four would be Lady Bird, which we already talked we about. Um, that's still in theaters. Number three would be Dunkirk. Um, oh, great movie. Another one we talked about early on. Yes. Uh, that is also able to, to check that out at the library. Um, my number two pick was a documentary called I Am Not Your Negro. And it's about James Baldwin and a letter that he wrote in 1979 um, to his literary agent where he's describing his next project. And the book was supposed to be very revolutionary. It was like a personal account of his friendship and the lives of uh, 
Medgar Evers, Malcolm X, and Martin Luther King Jr. Um, but by the time that Baldwin died in 87, he only had 30 completed pages of the manuscript. So mm. they kind of took that, and filmmaker Raoul Peck envisions the book that Baldwin never finished. And it's it's phenomenal. It's radical. It has like an up-to-the-minute explanation of where we are with race um, in America, and it uses Baldwin's original words. Oh, has excellent. a lot of archival material. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's sad and frustrating, um, but it's also inspiring and even hopeful. Sounds great. I'm a big fan of documentary, so anytime a documentary makes your top five list, especially that. that yeah, and up. I really love James Baldwin. I mean, he was He's a master with words. Gotta be honest, I've never read a James Baldwin book. Oh, you should really, what you should do is go on YouTube and watch some of his debates. They're amazing. He's spitting hot fire up there. He is just so good and he's so eloquent. So it's it's an excellent documentary. And so my number one pick, which surprises even me, again, out of what I've seen, is War for the Planet of the Apes. Love that movie. The newest, so good. Yeah, the newest installment in the Apes series. And it was fantastic. It did not feel like, you know, you're thinking a sci-fi movie where apes are the star. I mean, that the idea of that sounds really ridiculous. It is so well done. It is well acted. It is well edited. It's beautiful to look at. And, yeah. When this, when this trilogy started, the Apes trilogy, I thought it was going to be just mindless fluff that came out out of nowhere. But then by now, it's legitimate films. All three of these have been fabulous. This newest one, like even though a lot of the dialogue is like um, hand signals. A lot of sign like language that, and things like that. But It just keeps you engrossed. There's a big Apocalypse Now vibe going through the entire yeah. movie. It's such a, such a <laughs> good film. I took my nephew to that, and that did get a 12-year-old boy's uh, stamp of approval. Who doesn't <laughs> so. like who doesn't like talking apes? Yeah, huge explosions and Woody Harrelson again. and Andy Serkis. Like, when will he win more awards? He can do anything. He's got to stop doing CGI. That's what's killing. But him. he's great at CGI. Yeah. It's not just like he stands there. I mean, all of that, the way that he walks, the the movement of his face, he delivers the lines. I, I mean, he's doing the acting. I think it's just a still the Academy. They're still being a little old school, and they think that like computers are manipulating his performance when they're not anymore. Uh, no, so. they're not. They need to get past that because it's all him and you can look things up and watch like scenes of him doing it and the way that it transfers into the movie and you're like, oh, that's just everything that Andy Serkis is doing. Even his appearance in The Last Jedi, because he's in that as well, has been he's everything, everything he's doing. Everything he's doing, it's all CGI and it's all fabulous. I feel like he has a great life because he's in all the best films and he's super rich, but he can like walk down the street and oh, go eat no, at a restaurant and not be mobbed. Nobody has <laughs> no any idea what he looks unless like. Unless he's like on all yeah. fours unless they and just, my precious. Unless they just walked out of like Black Panther. That's the only possible way that they could know the, who he is. Or oh, is been, he in that as himself? Oh, see that? There you go. No, he's um he's one of the bad guys. Ulysses Claw. He's in Avengers Age of Ultron. You, He's know, in, you know I don't watch these superheroes. See, this movies. is why I'm here. I am taking over the... the speaking of that, you know, if you're going to put an honorable mention, I'm going to throw Thor Ragnarok in there. Because oh, what a fun you? movie that was. Was it fun, Jacob? It was. It's was a, it as fun as Wonder Woman? Was it that as fun as awesome. Wonder Woman? You know, I think it was more fun than Wonder Woman, but wow. not necessarily as good of a movie as Wonder Woman. Okay, I, I accept that. Yeah, Wonder Woman... Compared to like the other DC movies is just as good as it gets, but I don't know. They're two different kinds of movies. Wonder Woman's a little more serious. Thor's a little more goofy. Definitely okay. something worth checking out, though. You know what, Jacob? I respect your opinion so much that I'm going to think about checking it out. So That's all I can ask <laughs> That's for. That's a lot. Okay.
So seeing as how this is a library, what are your top five books of the year, Michelle? Oh, yeah. So I am going to do a little disclaimer. The thing that I do every year when I post my favorite books is I can't just read books that were published in that year. It's just too difficult. There's too many books on my list to keep up with. So I usually do. These are my favorite books that I read in 2017. I'll accept that. We'll accept that caveat. I appreciate it. I don't do it with albums or with movies or anything, but with books. Okay, so again, I'm going to start backwards and go up. So my number five choice was My Life on the Road by Gloria Steinem. It is a nonfiction book that Gloria Steinem wrote. If you don't know who she is, she is a writer, an activist, an organizer. Um, She's a very inspiring woman. And the book is a really candid account of her life as a traveler and a listener and a catalyst for change. And yeah, I was really moved by it. I actually read it right before um, I went to DC for the Women's March and then she spoke there, so. Seems like a good time to to pick it up. Yeah, it was really inspiring. I really loved it. Um, I only knew a little bit about her and she's lived a really awesome and fascinating life. I might have to pick it up myself because I know the name, but I don't actually know really that much about her. So I might have picked that one up. You definitely should. She's lived. She's lived a full life. Let, why don't you pick a book? Let's do back and forth. All right. I like. I like I that to, idea. I have to drink my tea. It's too much talking. You know what? I'm going to go with a nonfiction book that I read this year. It's a little bit more dry than yours. I'm going with The War of the Roses, The Fall of the Plantagenets, and The Rise of the Tudors by Dan Jones. I'm sorry. Is that is that one book? That's <laughs> a, that is the title of the book. And oh the funny God, thing so about many words. funny thing about War of the Roses, it's fascinating account through history, anyways, because it's the fall of one monarchy and the rise of another. It's also the basic framework for the whole Game of Thrones storyline is based on this historical fact. Like, oh, really? Mm-hmm, like the whole story of uh, two. That's like if you look like the War of the Roses, like the um, if you look at the Tudors and then the Plantagenets, it's like an idea of the Starks versus the Lannisters is like the way that George R. R. Martin had the whole framework begin. So if you understand the War of the Roses, you kind of have an idea about what's going on in Game of Thrones, what's going to happen in Game of Thrones. It kind of it informs a lot of it. So okay, it's super fu- cool. It's a fun little uh, tie in there for everybody. And I'm sure it's super long because you it's, love long books. It's not that long. It's about three hundred something pages. Oh. Dan Jones is very good Walk at. In the park. He's very good at making history, which can be admittedly a little dry sometimes. He makes it a lot more palatable to read you know just to sit down so definitely one to check out war of the roses sounds like a good choice what do you got so my number four is also a nonfiction book it's called on tyranny 20 lessons for the 20th century it's by timothy snyder it's super small it's 128 pages you can read it in an hour and i'm just going to sum the book up by um the ninth suggestion in this like 20 point how-to guide which reads as follows Be kind to our language. Avoid pronouncing the phrases everybody else does. Think up your own way of speaking, even if only to convey the thing you think everyone else is saying. Make an effort to separate yourself from the internet. Read books. Good, good advice there. It is. It's, it's, it's a good book. It's a little. It's like pocket sized, so you can carry it around with you. 128 pages. You can knock that out over your lunch break. That's no problem. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to go with another nonfiction book as well. Wow, I am going. Look at us. We're yeah. so smart, Jay. I'm reading we're, our nonfiction oh, books. Over here reading. Oh, look at us. You know what? Save that comment until you hear <laughs> what nonfiction book I have for you. Oh, no. <laughs> what my next one is Hail to the Chin, 
Further Confessions of a B-Movie Actor. It is the second autobiography by Bruce Campbell. Wow, there it is. The, the star, second? The second, yes. He had enough to fill two books. Oh, and you know what? They're both great. Um, I don't know if you pay too much attention to Bruce Campbell's career outside of like the Evil Dead movies and Ash vs. Evil Dead. So basically his career runs around B-Movies and Evil Dead series. Okay. If you don't know who he is, he is generally regarded as the top B-Movie actor in the world. And I do know who he is, but I'm not I'm not a huge follower. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, he's just got this whole reputation about being one of the goofier stars out there. He's got a lot, um, big credibility in the B-movie crowd, big fan of sci-fi. He's one of those faces. He's appeared in all three Spider-Man movies. Okay. The original ones, because Sam Raimi's one of his best friends. Sam Raimi, one of the top directors in Hollywood, the guy okay. behind like Warcraft and Evil Dead movies and Spider-Man flicks. So if you ever want to wonder what it's like to be a like an actor on the B movie level and not an A <laughs> Have level. Have I wondered. <laughs> this is definitely a book for you. It's hu- it's got some humor in there. Okay. Got some good stories. Definitely one to check out. I like it. Thanks, Jacob. Okay, number three for me is a graphic novel. It is called My Favorite Thing is Monsters by Emil Ferris. And I don't even know really where to start. It is her first book. And... It's the graphic diary of this 10-year-old girl who's caught up in 1960s Chicago. She sees herself as a werewolf in the story, so that's how she draws herself. Um, She's really into B-horror films. And this thing is a dazzling tour de force. It is so brilliantly drawn that you truly, you don't want to turn the pages. Like, it's almost two stories. You know, there's the story itself, but every page you would turn. And no joke, I would take three, four solid minutes and just stare at the art. It's like she drew everything with different colored pens, Mm -hmm. like just different pen strokes. I really don't know a better way to sum it up than to just pick it up. It's amazing. And there's actually um, a second part to it is coming out, I think, next year. Oh, good. Yeah. One of the underrated parts about graphic novels is like the the way they look and the way that you do like strokes and stuff like that to get people thinking. Absolutely. I mean, I know it's tough for some people because they think of them as either kid books or kind of superhero books. And some people, it takes a minute to, to get used to the layout. You know, it's not like you just sit down and you read it the way that you read a book. You kind of have to change your way of thinking. But the library has a book club called Literally Speaking where we meet um, every third Tuesday and we've picked a book that people read and we talk about. And every year we be, we make sure to put a graphic novel in. And people have said, like, it's really fantastic. I never would have picked this up. I never would have read a graphic novel. And it ended up being, you know, a really great story and a really beautiful way to tell it. Yeah, gra- people give graphic novels a bad rap. They think that they're just, like, kitty material, like you say. And that is certainly not, it hasn't been the case for a long time. But if people just took the time to read the graphic novels, you know, they would catch up on some good stuff that they're Yeah, it's also really great for reluctant readers who, who don't like reading as much, um, you know, the, the pictures and the format really helps people get into it and helps them, you know, become better yeah. readers. So and any reading is good reading. So it doesn't matter what you're reading as long as you're reading something. Yeah. Like that's the important Pick thing. it up. Do it. <laughs> All right. The next one I got is also a graphic novel. We're, I love how we're playing off each other. I mean. It's almost I, like we're one our, brain. Are we soulmates? We might be. This yeah. is weird. What's our Meyer Briggs score? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next I have. Batman, The Master Race by Frank Miller. Okay. It is the third part of the Dark Knight Returns series. I'm sorry, why have I not read this? I don't know. It's a pr- I love the Dark Knight series. Yeah, it's oh. a third series. It's the newest one. Um, it continues the story that continued with one and two. 
Um, it's a, um, in case you don't know, it's a story of an older Batman. Uh, he's been retired for a couple of years. Uh, he comes back, and then he has to go ahead and try to... The world has kind of fallen in disrepair ever since superheroes kind of gone away. This is like another part of the rebirth and adding into the uh, superhero world. Um, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but it does involve some more superheroed villains coming to try to take over the world. Shocker. You just past tense pluraled the word superhero, I think. I love it. I do, too. We're working on all, we're well adding some done. literary tw- um, twerks here. This is all, all booked up language. <laughs> all um, right, what do you got next? Okay. So my second choice is the book A Gentleman in Moscow, you might have heard of, by Amor Towels. It was actually the one of the top three most requested books from the library, and it also won the People's Choice Award. The library had sent um, you know, an email out that people could vote on their book of the year, and this one won a lot. It is a transporting novel about this man who is ordered to spend the rest of his life inside a luxury hotel in Russia. That's all I'm going to say. It is funny. It's beautiful. It is full of purpose. You'll be really happy that you checked it out. Definitely read it. Next, I am going to go with, and we've already talked about it, A Column of Fire by Ken Follett. One of the best books I read, part three of the Kingsbridge series. A little on the bigger side, but definitely something everybody should check out. That was one of our winter choices. It's still winter. (laughs) Still winter. Still a good book to read. Makes sense. Knock it out. Okay, so then my last, my favorite book of 2017 was Americana by Chimimanda Ngozi Adichie. Great. Did you read it? No, I was just saying your pronunciation. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I really, on. I really, really like her. It's um, it's about two Nigerian characters, one that ends up in the U.S., one that remains in Nigeria, and just the things that they kind of have to grapple with in both countries. It, what I'll say is that there are some novels that tell a great story in life and others that make you change the way that you look at the world. And I say that this book does both. Fabulous choice. Definitely have to go check that one out. You definitely should. So I'm going with another sci-fi-ish book. I'm going to go with, for my last choice, Artemis by Andy Weir. Oh, I'm listening to... What have you you done? (laughs) I I hit everything because I got really excited and I crashed into my microphone. Jacob, now I have (laughs) wet tea pants and my elbow hurts. But anyway, you can talk about it. All I wanted to say is that I'm currently listening to it on audio, but I'm only just started the second disc, so I have no opinion yet. This is the follow-up by uh, Andy Weir, who also wrote The Martian. So I'm sure you can see this on the big screen coming up. But it is the same kind of snappy dialogue. It has the same brisk pace. Um, It's one of those ones you can't put down once you start reading it it's definitely something to check out i feel like it wasn't getting great reviews is it just because people want it to be the martian part two yeah people want it to be the martian but it's 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 existing well on its own as a standalone yeah it's not the martian but like if you liked his writing style from that book you'll like this one because it's the same kind of style it's definitely a worthy follow-up so yeah go check out artemis from your local library okay sounds good Okay, so we should talk about TV shows, but we are, we are we're running out of time. Yeah, we're, we're, we're against the clock here. We talk a lot. God. We need to cut it out. Yeah, who, would, who talks on a podcast? We need to get to business. Yeah. So let's talk about, I think this is your favorite genre, I think, TV shows. i got so many. Like, in fact, we're running out of time is a, is a hindrance. i got like 15 on my list, but I'm going to power it down to the five. Okay. A little bit more on the I mean, we don't side. have to talk about them a lot. We yeah. can just mention them. Yeah. So I'm going to go with five that I thought were five of the best of the year. I'm going to start with Better Call Saul, what I think is one of the underrated dramas on TV. 
I'm going to say that I'm behind. I'm behind in everything all the time. I watch season one, one of my favorite shows. I can't wait to catch up on two and three. So well, I'm sure it is great. It is fabulous. It's built on season one, and now it is just a juggernaut of an acting show. Definitely something to check out. Do you know Bob Odenkirk makes a really small appearance in The Disaster Artist? Does he? Everything oh. ties back to Anytime Disaster you can get some Bob Odenkirk in your movie, that's some good stuff. Okay. What else you got for me? Next, I'm going to go with Preacher, another AMC show. Okay, One I haven't that seen that. Very mediocre in the first season. Okay. Season two changed up the format. They changed what they were doing, and the show just took off. It's more in line with the graphic novels than was in the first season. They got okay. rid of some of the unnecessary fluff. So a great follow-up. My all-time favorite graphic novel series. Is it really? Yes, it is. Then watch season two, skip season one. I will. Like I said, I have a list. I'm very behind, but go on. Next, I have one of the shows that surprised me this year. That was The Good Place. I did not expect to like this show, and then I caught up with it on Netflix, yeah. and then I was like, well, look at this premise getting it is good. Ador- it is adorable. It is. It's I was like, I don't usually watch NBC half-hour comedies, but this one, the whole idea of just being stuck in like a heaven kind of situation. I don't even want to spoil it, like what's going on, because it's just such Yeah, a we'll just concept. say that all the characters are dead. If you, like, so that, yeah, if you like Kristen Bell and Ted Danson, this yeah. is the one for you. I, super cute show. Next, I am going to go with Legion on FX. It is a Marvel uh, show brought by the guy who created Fargo. Um, I, I do really want to I do want to see that mostly because it has Matthew Crawley from Downton Abbey. Oh, he's so good in it too. In addition, they also have Aubrey Plaza on the show from Parks and Rec. She's plays a pivotal role on the show as well. So if you like either of those two comic book fans horror shows, definitely go check out Legion. It covers all of us, yeah, I think. Also available at okay. your local library. And then finally, I'm going to go with the Tom Hardy show Taboo. This is a Really? It is a weird show. It is a dark show. So if you're looking for light fare, this is not the one for you. Okay. But it is definitely a good atmospheric set in like old time, like London during the Industrial Revolution. So it has that grimy feel. Tom Hardy is just knocking it out of the park as I, the lead. I would watch Tom Hardy read a book. Well then. Actually, I, I literally have watched videos of Tom Hardy. He reads children's books sometimes. Does he really? <laughs> yes. Man, that's that's pretty awesome. There's nothing he can't do. Yeah, it's him and his dog, does and he, he do reads it? children's stories. Does he do the Bane voice while he's doing it? No, he just does his... One fish, two fish, <laughs> red fish, blue fish. What is this talent I didn't know you had, Jacob? If you want Bane impressions, I am your man. I'm going to keep that in mind. Okay, but so... But yeah, definitely go check out those five TV shows. Uh, I am interested in all of those, for sure. I'm just going to throw my favorites of the year, so I'm going to say Big Little Lies. Great. That was really great. I don't binge shows as a rule. Um, mostly I just will lose interest after two episodes, but I pretty much binged Big Little Lies. We're very so much worth it. Good a- show. Absolutely was. Although I hear they're making a part two, they and are. I feel like that's going to ruin everything. Yeah, it is no not s- meant to have a part two. There's no second book, so it's like you're just making stuff up. Now, uh, so. I don't like it. But um, also um, Insecure. Did you see that show I did not. I heard good things about it, but I never actually got around to watching yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's on HBO. I actually don't know if we have it. We do. In we the just received yeah, it. Yeah, we recently, do. We just yes. got it. Okay. So check out Insecure, um, Los Angeles Life Struggle. <laughs> it's really good. It's uh, it's super funny. Um, then I'm going to move on to Master of None. Oh, the Aziz Ansari Netflix show. Another Parks and Rec person. They're I just know. killing it. Well, it's a good show. Good, like, offshoot of people, apparently. And Master Nun is really beautiful. It's so different. It's not what I thought Aziz would do. I thought he'd be more, like, silly comedy. But it's funny, but it's really serious. It's really beautiful. I like the way he's shooting things. Um, he's very clever. He's very talented. And I think that um, he has good ideas behind the camera and writing and stuff yeah, like that. 
big into the romance angle, so this show definitely takes care of that for him. Yeah, I don't even know exactly what it is about the show, but I just want to keep watching it all the time. It's nice. really lovely. Uh, then another one that I found on Netflix is Glow. Oh, I like Glow. Glow is awesome. It's I've, about female wrestling in like the 80s and has Mark Marin. Yeah. Um, Our fellow podcast, uh, fellow podcaster, Mark Marin. Oh, Mark Marin. Marin, yeah, Marin, whatever. Mark M. <laughs> yes, but love his podcast. Um, he's the perfect curmudgeon for the role. As a wrestling fan myself, I was big time into that show. So good. It's so good. And then, of course, number one, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Who saw that coming? I mean... Is there anything more perfect? No. There's dragon fights and just all kinds of craziness My going on at this point. My sister who hates, she hates science fiction. She hates all that stuff so much. And I was like, just try it, just try it. And the best was when I got the text me- Oh, no, I don't know if I can say it. Is it technically a spoiler? Yeah. If people aren't 100% caught up? Well, whatever. She loves it. She was obsessively texting me about characters that were dying and she couldn't handle it. And... It's the greatest show ever. Yeah. My area at work, as you know, has a complete homage to Game of Thrones. We have all the little Funko Pops. and It's a our fabulous, family. fabulous setup, too. It's really wonderful. That's our family. So, okay, so that's it with TV shows. I'm just going to quickly, I find that as I get old, I get boring. And there Don't is not all. a lot of new music that excites me. But there were um, a couple albums this year. So, number one, the most important is The War on Drugs. The album is called Deeper Understanding. This is one of the best rock albums that I've heard in years. The music is expansive and enveloping, and I don't understand why this is not like one of the biggest bands out there. Okay. I love them. They're so good live. It's a fantastic band. Go get this album and then get the one before it too. And then the new Broken Social Scene, Hug of Thunder, and the new Father John Misty Pure Comedy, I also really liked. I did not listen to a single CD all year, so I have (laughs) no... Just go listen to Michelle. She's got great recommendations there for you. I'm going to throw a couple other podcasts out there because those I do listen to. So if you are looking for something after you're done listening to the awesomeness that is all booked up, of course. Obviously. Um, go check out How Did This Get Made. You go listen to some of the old good shows. Okay. Um, go for ESPN 30 for 30 series. And, I don't know if I'm going to do that, but okay. And What Happened When with Bruce Pritchard. If, like I said, you're a wrestling fan, this is the podcast for you. Do you okay. have any to recommend? Yeah, I would just say Death, Sex, Money does a lot of really great interviews. Some with celebrities, some with just average people struggling with like those, the three biggest things in life. Um, it's true. Todd Saves America, fantastic political podcast. I Like Criminal uh, talks about uh, small crimes, things like that, really good. And there was a new one this year called uh, Crime Town, which is about the mob in New Jersey, and it's very expansive. <laughs> it's a really crazy story. It's a whole lot of um, stuff to mine there in Jersey. Yeah, so we did it. Yay. Yay, high five. Uh. Yeah, so God, that sounds great. Our, our fourth episode, our last one for the year. Thank you so much for listening and coming back. It really means a lot to us. I feel like the show can only get better as time goes on. And it only will. It's only going to get better as we go. Okay, so again, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we will talk to you again in 2018. All right, I'm just going to get my stuff and just leave. <laughs> wait, Jacob, wait. wait. I have one more thing to say. What, what, are, you, what are you talking about? I have a question to ask you. What did one book say to the other one? What? I just wanted to see if we're on the same page. All right. Take it easy, and I'll see you next year, my friend. Bye. Bye.